Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Human Touch Podcast. Today on Episode 8, we're talking about forward thinking and the process of it. Before we begin, Tommy, welcome to the show, brother. Thank you, my friend. How are you tonight? Very good, very good. Let's get into it, my man. Uh, what is forward thinking and how do you use forward thinking in your life before we get to any of the sources as a general overview to improve and grow? Right. Um, I think forward thinking is acting now and reaping the benefits later. You know, uh, I think a good example of that would be someone who's going to college um, and working towards the, um, the degree that will get them the job that they're passionate about. So it's not a job anymore. It's something that they, they, they care about and they're enthused to do. Uh, that's a good example of forward thinking. Um, it's like, you know, you have a job where um, there's clients pay for something once a year or twice a year or whatever. And uh, every time they pay, you get paid. It's residual income. And I think forward thinking is sort of like making goals and rewards residual in your life. You know, um, it's a process. Um, it's a process where you kind of figure out the, uh, what could happen in the future and you can improve your strategy, your strategies and your decisions that you make uh, from that anticipation of what can or can't happen. I couldn't agree more. I think it's a, it is a, a lifelong process as we've talked about verbatim on this show just like any topic but let's uh let's get into the source here com by mr spacey the first thing we're going to talk about tommy is of course you can't be forward thinking without a little definition of forward thinking and optimist according to simplegold.com forward thinking is the process of anticipating the future to improve strategies and decisions this can be contrasted with a uh, failure of imagination whereby People expect things to stay the same or resistant to change, where people seek to prevent change as opposed to leading it. And optimism, optimism, excuse me, forward thinking is linked to optimism, particularly the practice of viewing the problems of today as opportunities. For example, if the industry is damaging the environment, there's an opportunity to replace the industry with product services, et cetera, as far as less damage. Now, how important is the optimistic viewpoint and the optimistic message of getting things done? when it comes to forward thinking, right? You can't have a forward thinking mindset by saying, well, I'm just going to give it in day one. How important is optimism and how can you apply that to your life? And give us a little anthropological background on just the science of optimism. Not a problem, sir. Um, you know, it's like we talked about um, in, pre in previous episodes, um, uh, being self-aware and, and knowing who you are and, and having that self-confidence. Um, all these steps that we take, optimism is part of that, I think. Um, you believe in yourself, and you believe that even when things go wrong, there's a process to it, and that's part of it. And you're optimistic that things are going to, because one bad thing happened, it doesn't mean two, three, four, or five will happen. You bounce back, you keep on going, and you keep on, on the grind about your goals. And you never lose that faith that you're going to get where you want to go, and that's that's pure optimism right there. Right, and the thing about pure optimism, guys, that I always um, use as a universal reference point, like I said, it's just my my viewpoint, but it's also a typical viewpoint of society. Is it's not it's not every day, right? It's not it's not every day. I'm sure everyone can relate to where there's days where I'm not optimistic or I don't feel optimistic. How do you overcome that to get the most opportunity? And I think that's the uh, crucial key point. Because you have an opportunity lined up, for example, the mindset is the key process of trying to get to the forward thinking. Right. If you don't have the right mindset, how are you going to think about what could happen tomorrow? You can't handle that in the present. But enough on that optimism because that's just a, a real a baseline. Let's look at another thing that uh, this, talk, this article talks about that I like. Uh, the agent of change. This is an interesting one. But according to simplecool.com, an individual who shapes the future in some way. For example, an inventor who develops a method of transport as faster and more efficient than existing methods has an agent of change if their idea is actually implemented. Talk about the action. Now, this is, I know it's, this is going to be more of me. I'm going to elaborate on this. But 
talk to me a little bit about what the anthropological forefield approach of the agent of just the work changes, and I'll take it with the action side in a second. All right. Yeah. Um, I always think about that agent of change as um, as somebody who is magnetic. You know, they have that sort of charisma. Um, you know, they're 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 always on the go. They always have, um, you know, that project to complete or or, or this this thing that they want to accomplish. Um, and, and I think that becomes addictive to people sometimes. So um, the first line of this this section of of the uh, of the article says an an individual who shapes the future in some way. Uh, well, from the anthropological standpoint, that's that's a wide, vague, vague statement. So many different ways that you can shape the future. Um, here on the show, I'd like to think that you, an individual, would shape the future, you know, in a positive way that benefits a lot of people. Um, and, and using the inventor and the method of transport was, was pretty ingenious. Um, maybe our individual who shapes the future designs a way of, of communication or, or or language that that makes people understand each other better and 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 can talk more easy something like that uh but shapes the future is the main word there and um i think we start small we, we what's the old saying we aim small we miss small um aim small we become so magnetic and we're so charismatic that people want to implement um the the change from the type of person that we are and how we affect them. That's a very good point. I think uh, the way you look at things, guys, and this is more of the action side, right? How you want to shape change in a forward-thinking mindset. Well, let's think about the agent of change, right? The receiver and the sender. Right, the message you're going to get every day from whether it be your friend, a close relative, a science of the universe, a universal event, you get the picture, right? Something that, like matter, right? It gives you some type of energy in a way, and it's up to you to create or destroy it. Take the matter, whatever that event, whatever you believe in that happened to you on that faithful day, let's say. How are you going to take that faithful day, that faithful change, and apply it to your forward thinking process? The forward thinking process is an evolutionary thing reason I say this is to become a full-on lifelong process of thinking, this is the most important thing. To understand change is really the only constant. Right? There's there's multiple variables, there's most, multiple denominators and numerators, but the one constant in life is the agent of change. Thinking outside the box, innovation, looking for the most efficient and effective ways to communicate to your audience, whether it be a product service, or any imaginable action, right? Even just saying a couple words could be a change that someone needs in their life. It works a two-way street. Just be open to that, especially when you're in the forward process development, whatever that means to you. Use it more holistically in the in the in the focus. Don't try to look for the bigger picture on day one, as Tommy's saying. Let's aim small, miss small. If worse comes to worse, right? There's nothing wrong with aiming small, miss. You rather you rather uh. What's the old saying? Over, you rather under deliver on expectations rather than over promise, right? You don't want to over promise or you want to under deliver and over exceed. But that's enough with the actual side of action change. Let's move on to something that uh, I think we've talked about this on this show. I don't know, Tommy, like verbatim every episode, but we're going to keep throwing this in your guys' mind. It's resilience because. Resilience is something that I think everyone will have to experience in their life. But let's, let's, uh, according to Simplegoal.com, the development of systems to be fundamentally resilient to stress such that they're likely to survive into the future. Resilience is similar to risk management, with the difference being that resilience does not anticipate specific risks, but instead adopts approaches that reduce a broad range of risks. For example, a sailboat is an extremely strong such that to make components are practically unbreakable. Tommy, talk, we've talked about resilience in so many aspects, whether it be strength training, regular progression, uh, human understanding, ethics, 
But how can you build resilience and build a little charisma and character for the forward thinking process from your anthropological perspective? Sure. Um, I think first we need to, um, and we probably said that this a long time ago because we really do mention resilience pretty much every episode. Um, we can talk about that again, you know, uh, in 10. But um, resilience is the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties or toughness, right? Mm-hmm. Um, being uh, Having the ability to adapt well in the face of adversity, uh, threats, significant sources of stress, um, that's what resilience is from a psychological standpoint. Um, the, 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 the ability to mentally or, or, or emotionally cope with, with a crisis and the ability to return to that pre-crisis status very quickly, um, that's resilience. Um, and I think we all develop it over time with life experience um, and all that. But we have to you know, assimilated into our character um, to be able to, like the like the base definition says, uh, emotionally cope and return to pre-crisis status quickly. And the funny thing is, you can't buy experience. And I think a lot of people take experience over time for granted. Right? Let's say I, what I learned at 15 about resilience. That's not what you're going to eventually become at 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 50. You get the picture. As you continue to grow and experience different things and experience different life terms and life meaning, resilience will have a different meaning almost every day. But the eventual perpetual goal is to continue to be uh, perpetual learners and optimistic learners of life and understand the, the basic faults and defaults of, of what resilience really does to you. And I think we said this in the past too, Tommy, right? Not every day is going to be the same day for each person, and not every resilience definition of what you think is the same as what someone else thinks, which makes resilience such a key factor. I'll add this. One thing about resilience in the terms of forward thinking, I really think this is something you just don't naturally learn from a textbook learn from your buddy. You have to really, truly experience like accountability. It's really something you, you're going to have to learn by trial by fire. Not like most things, but some things you can always elaborate on, like ethics, and I'm pretty sure we can elaborate on our strengths, right, whether, whether it be reading up on things. But this, when it comes to resilience, we want to stress that this is very trial by fire. We're not looking for the home run right away. We're looking for more those solid singles to say, hey, I'm taking this step by step, and each time I have a different obstacle and a piece of adversity, I handle it differently. Or maybe I don't handle it differently because it continues to work. Maybe I handle it so well that it becomes nearly perfect, I need to chop the waves up. So I try a different approach, right? There, there's, no, there's no telling how you get there, except the point is now you've developed a notebook of resiliency so where your mental capacity and uh, aptitude will continue to rise along with your EQ and emotional intelligence. Anything to add there, man, or was that pretty much summed up? No, I got one thing to add up to it. Um, you, you nailed it, I and mean, you nailed it when you said that it couldn't be taught in a textbook. Um, but if us here at the, at the Human Vision Touch can offer any uh, ideas or concepts on gaining resilience, um, you know, beginning on the path of self-betterment um, is, is an early sign of uh, of being on the right track to resilience. Um, I think on that path to being a better person and resilience being your goal, um, the first thing you should do is cultivate uh, a belief in the ability that you can cope with what happens. Um, you have to believe that. I mean, because if, you got to have that, that self-confidence and that, and that belief in yourself that you can cope, that whatever comes at you, it was meant to be that way. You can, you already planned for it. We talked about this in in prior, um, in prior episodes. We've already planned for for bad things to happen or negative things to happen or what we didn't want to happen happen. <laughs> so now that we've already had it into our plan, um, we can cope with it and we can move on. Um, that's one of the first steps. Um, I think also that 
to build up resilience, uh, I think you ought to talk about what you're going through. I think you ought to be, you know, have an open dialogue um, about the struggle, you know, and um, being able to get some outside perspective helps sometimes. Um, you know, I, you go for it. No, I was going to say um, it doesn't hurt to have, you know, positive emotion that goes along with that belief in your abilities um, and, and having that attitude of, of, of survivorship. Like, I'm going to see this through, you know, no matter how hard it gets. I'm, I'm going to see it through to the end. Um, that's why we plan. That's why we set our goals to begin with. Uh, and ultimately, we got to have that push uh, from inside somewhere to stay motivated, to believe you can see see it through, and uh, and see it through in the end, you know? No, I agree. I agree. And uh, you made a really key point there. I was actually going to talk about the last thing, but that was really uh... – Let's talk about the last thing. I'll come back to that point about the support group and and almost resili- resilience partners, which I, that's, a, that's an interesting concept. The last thing I want to talk about, this is a very action-based term, but I think Tommy can elaborate this on too, a little dual switch action. Simple, according to simplegoal.com, anticipating objections. The practice of planning for resistance and criticism of your ideas in advance to mount a more effective defense. For example, a salesperson who brainstorms the reasons a customer resists the deal. And this allows the salesperson to prepare effective pitches to overcome such objections. Uh, let's, look, let's look at this, uh, Tommy, from two different different things. We're going to talk about the action side and, of course, the anthropological side. That's what we try to do here. I'm going to take the lead here. Now, this is a, a popular thing people say in today's society. Well, I got objected. I got rejected. But what, we're not here to say, well, so what? That's not what we're here to do. Let's break that down, what an objection truly means. When you, someone objects you or rejects you or, or puts a little dirt and puts un, unfiltered, not constructive, that's the key, not constructive criticism on you. How do you react? And, of course, by human nature, you might get a little upset. You might buy into their charisma say, well, I'm going to just buy into this. They want, they want a negative reaction. But if you look at a forward-thinking process and the forward-thinking person, right, the forward-minded approach, what can you do to take that step back? Just know that, hey, if it doesn't work out, let's say you're going into something, let's, think, let's not use sales pitch. Let's just say you're going into a, a nice evening with a buddy, right, and you eventually start seeing things throughout the night you might seem like, hey, you know what? I see, I see. Maybe I can go up to this this bar, uh, and maybe just have a good time, right? Maybe maybe meet some friends. Maybe you see someone you like. But understand that to be a forward thinking mind approach, and the forward thinking mind approach, even with that little simple situation, you have to anticipate in the sense that, hey, if it doesn't work out, how do I react? Be two steps ahead of the curve, right? When you're two steps ahead, two steps ahead, you're really putting yourself in a power position to say, "Well, now I can't fall behind." I'm always two steps ahead of the curve, and they say, "No, I don't want your number, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. Now you can handle it professionally, and you almost have put a mind warp on them, knowing that you were a step ahead, but you anticipated the objection, you stayed forward-minded, and chances are you're more willing to ask a second time and not just sulk over this for 24 hours because, well, you know, I, I got rejected, right? The, 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 yeah, the key message, the key point to this really is thinking ahead of the – thinking outside the box for it, the thinking ahead of the curve, and, and having that anticipation and understanding that sometimes that constructive criticism really makes a difference. Not The not constructive criticism, you curb that and eventually – you take that rejection you learned from resiliency and you apply it to your life for the next future event, and boom, you just built up your notebook of anticipating objection. But that's the action side, Tommy. Let me hear the anthropological side. Oh, man, you uh, you covered the whole thing, man. I'm, a, I'm, a, okay. I'm, I'm pretty good, man. Um, you know, basically, I mean, we're, it, it goes back to that plan to, uh, to you know, incorporate – uh, mishaps and mis mistrials into your into your ultimate goal, right? So this is part of it. It it also plays into your resilience, um, and it also plays into um, you know your your kind of 
you know, having a risk management plan, if you will. Does that make sense? Right. Um, yeah, risk management. You going? Yeah. Um, it plays into to um. It plays into being a forward thinker, um, by being able to to you know coast over speed bumps because you knew they were coming anyway. That that makes a big difference when you you get the wind knocked out of your sails because you didn't see it coming. So all this pre planning and everything is going to pay off in the end. Uh, and th- and that's the benefit of being a forward thinker. I think uh, is is um, being able to anticipate either way, um, from the biggest things to the smallest things, whatever your goals are, whatever your plans are. You know, you 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 do the plan and you put the work in, and you can pretty much handle anything. You know, minus something nobody could predict anyway. You know. Yeah, I think that's uh. I just thought of risk management, and you you uh, you brought up a really interesting point. Before we move into the next article, guys, risk management is almost like the the chessboard. I always compare risk management to the chessboard. When do you make that risk? When when's the perfect time to make that move? When's the perfect time to get the knight to the next level when he attacks the front line of the pawn? Right? I mean, we've all we've all seen a chessboard, but we may not understand the context of a chessboard, but just like anticipating as a chess player, you have to anticipate life of what's your risk management level. Are you going to be more aggressive in certain situations because you've built that notebook up? Or are you going to take a more conservative and relaxed approach? Or you're not going to take any approach, right? Maybe this is your first time. You don't know what you're doing. Being a participant observer. And it always goes back to that as a uh, common denominator. And Tommy knows that more than because it's more of an anthropological term. It's also a life term, though. It, it's it's always a good common baseline to go back to just being an observer and taking in from an introspective approach to understand, hey, that's always a good baseline. I learn a lot just by watching people, for sure. All right. Yeah. Let's get on. Oh, you need to add, Tommy? No, no, no. Go ahead. No, no. I'm, I'm glad I was going to good way to wrap that article. Let's move on to the second article here. And you know it's always a good article when we have Wisdom as the title. So wisdomtimes.com, a trade with a forward thinker. Tommy, let's get right into this one, man. Um, right off the bat, according to wisdomtimes.com, it gives us a great, really deep, thought out, not too complicated approach of what traits are actually consistent with a forward thinker. Let's read this. Four thinkers, past or present, share some other common traits that make them stand out from the rest. Although some of these traits come naturally to them, perhaps because of the combination of predisposition and particular life experiences, all of them can be acquired through awareness and practice. In fact, one can go far as to say that the mind can be trained to acquire any of these whole spectrum of human abilities, even those that were not gifted with at birth or early life. Tommy, of this traits of a fourth thinker, this definition, what are some key aspects for our viewers to take it, take out of this and to focus on uh, for their betterment and the betterment of fourth thinking, especially as we talked about, if they don't have it at, let's say, at birth, but they learn it through experience, which you can't buy. It's all earned. Right. Yeah. It's like acquired insight. Um, right. I think one of the most important things it says here, uh, although you might not have these abilities naturally and you have to, you know, acquire them, um, you get them through awareness and practice. We talk about self-awareness like every other show, right? So that you're already on the way uh, as a forward, you know, to become a forward thinker just by practicing those other things in your life uh, and practice. And that's where... um, Soon we'll be talking about accountability, and that's where holding yourself accountable and practicing and doing these things over and over again and making them a habit uh, come into play. And, yes, I agree with the article where it says um, the mind can be trained to acquire any of the whole spectrum of human abilities. Um, it's all about the passion and, and you know, wanting it to happen for yourself. And if you have that and the belief that you can do it, like we talked about a second ago, then definitely this is that's a, these are – this is great stuff. I agree. I, I think I think when it comes to forward thinking and the, and the ability to adapt to be a forward thinker, something about 
not having it. Right, I'm sure you guys out there, please let us know, as always, at our links. But I'm sure you guys can relate to this experience. This is not something that's far-fetched. You have an experience. You just never you never had this at birth, right? You never had this acquired knowledge, and you learn through it. You learn through it. You persist through it naturally, and eventually you become a master at it. Of course, mastery is always ever-evolving. Uh, it's a revolving door. It's never perfect. But you, you become to the point where you can start teaching others that's really a forward-thinking approach. And that's eventually when you start getting into those uh, those big, big root topics and those understanding levels of advancement. But we're not here for that yet because we're just in Series 1. But one day we will be. Let's look at this, though, in some of these tips here. And, and right off the bat, man, not dwelling in the past. Before we even talk about this, how many times have we talked about how the past does not shape the future? I mean, it is verbatim. Uh, of just craziness of how people look at their past and think, well, that that's it. My past is my past. How can I overcome this? This is a perfect episode to change those thoughts and try to be more forward-thinking approach. Let's look at this. WisdomTimes.com, according to it. It's called forward-thinking because the focus of attention is always forward in the future. And, of course, the present work is certainly not in the past. Forward-thinkers do not get stuck in the past or possible past. Whatever happened or could have happened, they dump it there and then and keep on walking. They don't carry any baggage. And failure or adversity do not stop them still. Tommy, I, I think this is a great way to start it off, man. From what you read there, what can you give to our viewers from a holistic approach to apply to their lives, especially at that last part about adversity, not stopping them, and trying to get away from all that negativity or all those things that are right now currently stopping them to become a better person, try to have a mental steel trap to get out of that mindset. Yeah, I think it's human nature to, um, to you know, reminisce, if you will, uh, about the past. But um, I think, I think uh, a good approach to that would be to reminisce about things that make you happy or were part of your progression in life. Most of the time, when I see the word dwelling, that makes me think that someone is in, you know, deep thought about something that they wish they would have done or something that they wish would not have happened. And that seems to be a big waste of time to me. So, um, you know, that's just me. But um, uh, I think the point of this is that, you know, it happened, okay, what are you going to do? You know, is, is it going to be the thing that keeps me from, you know, achieving my goal, you know, is this, is this the thing that's going to keep me from being a doctor or a lawyer or, or, or you know, uh, a curator or whatever it is you want to be? No, it's not. Um, it's part of the learning experience, and, and you, you keep walking. You don't miss a step. I mean, you know, that might sound a little cold sometimes. And, and, and of course, we all understand that, you know, each situation is different and has its own intricacies, if you will. But end of the day, you got to keep walking and keep looking forward. Um, be a decent human being, do what you got to do, but not anything that's going to devastate. Right. I mean, the, the last thing you guys want out there, to any viewer listening to this, the last thing you want is a life-altering event that was over-dramatic or over-dramatized to the point where, well, maybe it's because of my past demons that caused me, right? We, of course, we... As Tommy said, we are humans. We are creatures of habit of reminiscing. I, we get it, right? The good times. But if we continue to reminisce to the point where we're not eventually going to break out of that shell, are we really growing? We'll have to keep that in mind as we uh, move on to our next topic, seeing the larger picture, which is a great transition that to, I think, what can really be, uh, be said for this entire episode of really being a forward thinker. Once again, listentimes.com, according to this, a very important trait of a forward thinker is that he or she is very good at connecting the dots, I like that, together and seeing the larger picture. They're not consumed by bits and pieces that life constantly throws at them. They're always seeing all the parts in the context of the whole. They have the ability to weave the thread of their life or work into a large tapestry of it gives them vision and conviction. I like that. Tommy, uh, give it, give us a little background here on how the larger picture is not only good for the forward thinking approach but it's also good for the mind to stay clear of any negativity and uh any past thoughts that could creep in and start to 
second guess and overanalyze certain situations at the current moment for anyone out there struggling. Sure. It's the old saying that, you know, someone can't see the forest for the trees. We're trying to see the whole forest, right? And not just the tree. Um, that saying is so perfect for this. Uh, they are, they are always seeing all the parts in the context of the whole. Um, it just said, don't draw on the past. And, and we, we talked before about even as, as soon as yesterday be in the past already. Right. So, um, I love how it I love how it says that that we're always seeing all the parts in the context of the whole um, being resilient taking the bad things and 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 putting them where they got to go and keeping on moving um, that's all part of the larger picture in fact our whole our whole show in general is number two on wisdomtimes.com seeing the larger picture. Wouldn't you agree, Kevin? I mean, it, it's it's pretty much summed up to the core. Right, we're not here to dwell in the past. We're here to look at the bigger picture, take things from a, I, I'm going to say as of right now, a more holistic manner and, and try to break down something for you guys to digest in simple terms and, and of course, get feedback. So, for sure, you can keep going. I, I like I like that, how you use that uh, analogy right there. Good, good uh Good, good use of figurative language too. I can't, I can't. It's not coming to me right now. That was a good one. Keep it going. Right, right. Yeah, wisdom and, con- and vision and conviction. Uh, conviction, resilience. Yeah, I'm, I'm. You know, ultimately, you're telling yourself, I'm seeing this story regardless. Uh, and, and you know, with the seeing the larger picture, um, it moves me down to another one in the list that I wanted to talk about too. Uh, it's number five in the list. Uh, it says not being trapped by conventional thinking. Um, you know, I got to give it to you guys. Uh, we're eight in uh, on these uh, episodes of Series 1. And if you guys are still here listening to us, I appreciate you, and I'm sure Kevin does too. And I think that being here and, and seeking that change in your life, you're, you're, already, uh, you're already in your own way, maybe subconsciously, you're already on the path for number five, not being trapped by conventional thinking. You're trying to think outside the box. Um you know, maybe in a sense by, by thinking the way you think, you know, you're kind of separating yourself, um, you know, from the from the norm uh, of of what goes on around you, you know. Um, you know, not being trapped by conventional thinking um, sort of like is a base to me to do all the other things that we've talked about, you know, in multiple episodes, some of the core stuff, you know, that we always go back to, you know, dealing with adversity, believing in yourself, having self-awareness. I think all that stems from, in a way, thinking outside the box and, and, and kind of breaking ranks, if you will. Um, I mean, in fact, the whole the whole concept of forward thinking, um, I don't know, it, it sort of implies that you're, that, that you're free to think uh, outside the norms and the methods of conventional thinking. Um, Seeing beyond a moment, um, seeing beyond a certain time, um, you know, and and asking questions and being inquisitive. Um, I think that's thinking outside the box. Yeah, and that, it's funny you mention that because uh, according to WisdomTimes.com, it literally says word for word to be a poor thinker necessarily implies that you are free to move outside the conventional thinking and uh, console rules of behavior. But I also looked at this last part. This is really interesting. You can see beyond the moment and time bubble of your culture in question. All that is taken for granted. We haven't talked about I was actually going to talk about time. We got the perseverance. But it, time really is a uh, another thing we, we really try to push on this show. It, it, it isn't everything we do. No matter what we do, we have to make sure we find time and put the work in. And that's no exception when it comes to conventional thinking, guys. When you're conventionally thinking, you're thinking inside the box, per se. Well, isn't that what everyone tries to do, right, to get back to a standard base level? There's nothing wrong with conventional thinking in certain situations, right? Back to the basics, stick to the base. But there are times where we need to get out of that box. If you stay in your box all your life, right, let's say you're in this box. You, nev- you never see the outside of it. Oh, well, you know, this inside, I know the inside, ins and outs by heart, right? But how do you even know the outside? Do you know what the smell of the outside is? 
you know the taste of it? Do you know do you know the sensory language of the outside? And I think that's the biggest thing when it comes to going above and beyond the conventional order. I think when you have to take that next level approach, as Tommy was saying, it, it really does require um, a firm grasp of the concept and, and not trying to stay one dimension. I think it's important to expand the dimensions and, and seek those people who are uh, also, right? You, you, the old saying is, and I think I said this, I believe episode, I want to say two, three, and four, or somewhere around that area. I believe it was episode two. I said, if you were the fifth uh, chicken, I said, if some said, if you're the fifth chicken that wants to get their head cut off, you're going to become that fifth chicken. But if you're the uh, fifth person in line and become the eagle that soar, because you thought outside the box, you're going to become that eagle that soars. In a sense, who you hang out with is also a, a big factor, which we're not going to get too deep into too, um, as far as forward thinking. But as far as, yeah, that mindset of trying to think outside the box and, and think in a more uh, appealing manner to what your your beliefs and morals are, go for it. Anything to add there, Matt, before we move on? No, you're good to go, sir. All right. And this is what this is for me. This is I'm going to take the lead here on perseverance. I I I, I can't stress this enough. Let's go. Let's go deep into this, shall we? Wisdomtimes.com. According to this, perseverance. Most visionaries and forward thinking forward thinkers have enough powerful weapon in their arsenal. Perseverance. They persevere through hardships, prejudice, failure, and sometimes total life catastrophe. They have the will strong enough to get back on their feet every time they get knocked down. Their will is supported by their strong conviction that is turned and fueled by their vision and perspective. Let's let's look at this from an action point of view and let's have it another I always like bringing up scenarios, common scenarios, right? He just failed. I, I mean, we'll, we'll use the word failed, even though I don't like to use that I, I like the word learning experience. But to make it a more holistic approach, let's just, for intents and purposes, use the word failed. You just failed something that you think might have just ended your current chance at getting your license or your current chance at whatever you insert event here. Right? You, you, you feel like you're distraught. What are you going to do to get back up? You're too worried about what's going on with the consequences, you're not worried about the response, right? What's happened has happened. At the end of the day, whether it's fair or not, we're pretty much setting ourselves up for the next episode of accountability. The first step is take accountability and say, hey, no matter what the outcome is, that's that's what I have to do to get better, right? I have to own and accept the fate. Now, once you have done that, this is where the willpower comes in. You have a choice. Every day you have a choice when you wake up. Do you persevere through what's going on in your life, both good or bad? Or do you say, you know what, not today, Chief. Right? I think that's, that's the the key core message of what this meaning of perseverance means. When you push the action every day, when you're willing to be passionate about whatever, think about the times you have to make sacrifices. That's all perseverance. Do you want to be doing this at 3 a.m.? No, but... Is it going to get you into a better place down the road? Yes. Is that persevered? Yes. Is that also persistent? Yes. Is it the easy route? No. But is the route that will eventually take you to where you want to be? Yes. And, and you just start doing these mind questions, right? And you look at the ways of uh, questioning yourself with self-reflection, as we talked about in the key concepts of this entire show through episodes one through seven, or two through seven, excuse me, of how self-reflection is not a bad thing. It's a really important concept to get to get you to where you want to be. And I think perseverance is another example of not only forward thinking, but getting out of that conventional thinking and taking the easy route. No shortcuts. Right, Tommy? That's exactly right, sir. Very eloquent. Thank you. And, and, but anything to add real quick about, uh, let's say, from a, a more holistic and forward approach about perseverance, just for your, just for your input there real quick? Sure. Yeah, this seems like a running a running theme through uh, the foundations of being a forward thinker. You know what I mean? Um, the you know the persistence, the perseverance, uh, the thicker skin. You know um, the the belief uh, you know in your goal and and your abilities to achieve that goal. Um, we talked about this in the in the previous article. You know, with the with the seven types of forward thinking. 
Um, and they, they touch on it here again as well. Uh, this author does, uh, Gilbert Ross. Um, <clears throat> it seems to be very important that you maintain the ability to see things through, even you know when your job deals with the sun and it's raining outside. You know what I'm saying? Um, that if you if you if you achieve that goal, I think you're you will have a very high success rate of planning out the rest of your life by forward thinking and being very successful at it. No promises. Again, we say that too, but um, have persistence, have perseverance, see your goals through regardless, and uh, it'll make you a very happy person, I think. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think there's a bad way, like you said, there's no bad way when it comes to trying to be persistent. You know, there's not really a specific answer. This this really comes from the soul, the spiritual side, the uh, the mental fortitude. It's something you have to build a notebook in. You can think about it too. If you if you've been not taught, but if you've been experiencing and seeing all your life that mindset of well, I, I didn't get it done 20 times, but What's it going to change the 21st time, right? But what if that 21st time was the magic time, right? That, that, that's all experience in life that you have to keep going. There's no such thing as, well, well, you know what? If it doesn't work, what's the point, right? There's, there's more to it. There's always going to be a second layer that you'll never see. You probably will never, and I don't know about you, Tom, but I'm sure there's people out there that, They'll say those even success stories. They'll never understand the second layer of what happened. Like there's always going to be a moment when you persevere. Uh, you'll never understand, right? That's a common thing. But the one thing that is common is if you did it, right? That's the common denominator. You did it. You went through it. You went through the tribulations, and the turbulence eventually led you to a better place. But that's enough for that one. Let's move on to number eight. Hey, hey real quick, sir. Yes, sir. What do you got? I just want to add one last thing, um, yeah. especially talking about persistence and resilience and, and, and you know, seeing things through. Um, you have to have the mindset that you will only get better in life by failing at things right. and from learning from those failures and moving on. And the only way to do that is to have persistence and and be diligent and see things through regardless of how bad it is. I know we've said that a bunch of times in this episode, but you got to be able to, you know, uh, be firm and, and seek continuance um, in spite of fatigue or difficulty or opposition or, you know, criticism. Um, you got to believe in yourself even more so when it's hard. And it's worth it. So that's all. That's all I wanted to say. No, I appreciate those thoughts, man. It really uh, adds a different dynamic and layer to the show. Thanks. Oh, let's go to number eight, guys. Taking responsibility of one's destiny. According to com again, since being a forward thinker implies breaking away from the rest of the crowd, which we talked about conventional thinking, a sense of greater responsibility and independence is nurtured over time. One becomes more aware that our actions have consequences, that each one of us has both the power and responsibility of creating our own destiny. Tommy, I mean, before we get into the second half of this uh, paragraph here, I want to talk about the first half and the concept of destiny. Now, of course, there, there's going to be times where people always say the phrase, well, destiny had to be where I, I, I X, Y, Z this thing into X, Y, Z event. But from an anthropological approach, what does destiny mean? Can you give us the viewers out there who may not understand that word and just say fate all the time, the difference between fate versus destiny and some, some little nuances along the way to help the forward-thinking mindset? Just, instead of just saying, well, this destiny happened, give us the process of why this happened and explain the why, as you always like to say. Sure. It's all in how you how – you how you listen to language and how you look at the language of what you're saying, the difference in fate and destiny. Um, at a base level, fate is like a dice roll. You don't have any control over it. But destiny is something that's determined. Um, 
something that's meant to be in a way. Um, so I think that's your your baseline difference. Um, and in this in this example of traits of a forward thinker, um, it says taking responsibility of one's destiny. Um, as we get older and we become, we become more self-aware and we gain more insight into our lives, we realize that uh, what we decide and, and the things that we do, they, they do have consequences. Um, and those consequences can, can either speed up our process or, or hinder it. Um, and by making the right decisions, that's how we take responsibility or become accountable for our own outcome in life, or if you want to call it destiny, that's fine. Um, but I don't know. It seems it wants to make it sort of mythical, and I don't think that's the right approach. So what is a taking responsibility of one's outcome? I think it's a good way to sum that up. I don't really have too much to add on that first part. And uh, to be honest, I think destiny is a, a concept that uh, I'm going to admit it, guys. I uh, I find I find that this is one of those topics where I uh, I never realized it. So I'm not going to go too crazy on the uh, elaboration. So Tom, I'll let you take that one, man, because I'm, I'm owning up to say, hey, I, I got to do more research. And I think that's okay, right? We talked about this show. We're learning with you, right? It's a good example. And uh, for you yeah. guys out there, let us know though if you know if you know about I mean anything when it comes to destiny, just DM us or send us a link, whatever you got. We're always open to learn, just like you guys. The second yeah, part, yeah. You know, the only thing I really want to touch on before I move on to the last one that I think is the most important, we've, we've both discussed this. You understand you have to think for yourself and more importantly, see the hidden truth. That this is our real. I think that's probably more important if I had to pick one thing of this, this uh, number eight. I think just thinking for yourself, sometimes when you think for yourself, you understand that, hey, Maybe maybe today is the day, right? Maybe today is the day that you really find your true self. And if you can start thinking for yourself, things start to take shape in destiny. And you're not just saying, well, this happened because of destiny and fate, right? Or a mythical sequence of events. Well, anyway, that's enough of that. Let's get to the last thing. I think this is a great way to just say it, play in the open. No need to read anything for right now. But number seven, open to possibilities. And the spirit of open to possibilities. Tell me, tell me what you've read this too, and I've read it too. Tell me, tell the viewers what's one thing that you saw in this little paragraph here, these little too many paragraphs that captures the attention of not only open to possibilities, but how this encapsulates uh, the forward thinking mindset and how people can improve on that mindset of being open minded for forward thinking. Um. Well. The last thing we want to do is is to hinder ourselves in the process of self improvement or self betterment or however you want to word that um, by not being open to the concept of different possibilities, and that doesn't necessarily mean seeing them through or, or acting on them. You decide which ones you do and you don't, but you need to be open to it. I mean, because you know, at a, at, a, at the at the at the most shallow terms. Um, it, it would be really hard to be a forward thinker and not be open to possibilities because that's weighing out pros and cons. That's that's trying to see things that can happen down the road in a good light and things that could go negatively as well. And just by doing that alone, you're already open to possibilities of both things happening. Um, but I think being open to possibilities also gives us the idea that um, we want to be more receptive to ideas that we maybe wouldn't have been before. Um, or at least thinking ideas over, um, maybe researching them, you know, in your own mind or something. You know, even sometimes when they, they, they seem apparently wrong, if you're open to it and you research it, then that's, then making the decision going forward is a lot easier, I think. Um, Get out of your status quo. You know, don't be satisfied with your status quo. Be open to possibilities, and, and when it feels right, take chances sometimes. You know, think outside the box. 
Yeah, no, for sure. And I think uh, that taking chances is really that action to create your open-mindedness. The, the only thing I, I got out of this when it comes to being open to possibilities, guys, of course, of course I'll, I'm going to use the article here, uh, wisdomtimes.com, once again, according to that. To be a forward thinker and open-minded is to go against our natural tendency to be conservative <laughs> and maintain stats, pretty much what you said, the status quo in the world. Uh, the forward thinker is not seduced by the comfort of normality. He or she will challenge established knowledge. I think that's the only thing compared to, instead of what you said, it's a little twist on what you said. I think the established knowledge, right? Don't, don't. What's the old saying? Don't take things for a grain of salt, because sometimes the salt can bite back. Uh, yeah, don't don't take things for a grain of salt. Be open-minded, but also do your homework, do your research, do your informative due diligence. To make sure you're you, – because think about it. Anytime you're open-minded, you have the right to be open-minded. But also, what if someone else wants to know, hey, I, I need help, right? What can you do to make sure they also stay open-minded? Be a good role model for people out there, especially uh, the people you may not know but eventually could come in your life down the road. And uh, with that, my friend, that will conclude uh, that article. Any last words before we head out? And, uh, any questions to the viewers that you, that you want to get them thinking about thinking and forward-minded approach? Um, just as an overall synopsis, um, forward thinking can only make things smoother going down the road for your life, good and bad. Um, and I think that's why we kind of picked this topic to begin with, was the such the benefit that you can gain from um, from forward thinking. It'll make your life so much easier, um, from what I can see, um, when in good times and bad. So. Anyway, that's all I got. I hope you guys learned as much as we did from these two topics, or these two um, these two websites, and 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 what they had to say about forward thinking. Again, you can find all of our sources and our links. And please, if if, if you have any questions or anything you want to add or say, please, we're an email away. We're a, we're an IG away. Um, you know, we're a DM away. However, it doesn't matter more than willing to help. So I hope you guys enjoyed, and I sure enjoyed um, um, having this discussion. Thank you, Tommy, for that last word. And, guys, we have reached the final stages, I like to say. Out in the experience episode, the next episode will be on accountability. Buckle up, because that's going to be a fun one as we encapsulate all the episodes to the ultimate finale leading up to it. But as, as always, guys, thank you guys for sticking with the Human Touch, the people's podcast. We wouldn't do this without you guys. Keep learning and growing, and we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for listening to the Human Touch. If you like what you hear, drop us a review of the show on all podcast providers that provide reviews. Want to be a part of the show's community? Feel free to reach out to the show's Instagram or the host, KT and Tommy, in any of the previous episodes' links descriptions. And we appreciate your support as the source of being the People's Podcast.